afternoon and welcome five minutes no not even five minutes one minute after five o'clock I'm trying to time travel here and go faster man i'm getting i just got a Did you get rejected I, no i just got a text from uh john thomas he's sitting in so far oh jeez yeah so it's a little chilly in there oh is it what's yeah. 72 <laughs> i set it to 72 for Kirk and Company, who uh, we sent out there to uh, cover the natty tonight, John Thomas Moore was just sent us a text. So it says, a little cool inside the stadium. They got lucky. They got lucky. They put that thing in indoor stadium. What is that? Are you seeing California? Oh, it's cold in California? It's wet. Oh, it's like rain. Historic rain. Ah. Well, if it the rains, it's The whole state's historic. outrageous. Sacramento's like half half of Sacramento's flooded. <laughs> Well, Sacramento's up north. Well, I know, but the front's all the way. It's the the all the way from Los Angeles to the furthest northern. So it's California. raining in SoCal. It's raining all over California. They're in the middle of what's supposed to be like four straight fronts coming through that are dumping record rain in California. If wow. they had had that thing, let's say at the Rose Bowl outside, yeah. they, it would have been a nightmare. For who? Might have been fans who were sitting out there. Well, it would have been probably good for TCU, but it would have been a nightmare for fans. It's in the worst place you could put in the country today. California. It's never bad to be in Cali. And when it's raining, it is. Cali. It does rain in California. Well, it's going to be raining confetti here in about four or five hours on somebody. What color confetti? That's a good question. Well, 13 and a half point Georgia. Is it back up to 13 and a half? It's 12 and a half this morning. Yeah, I think it went back up. Went back up. Which makes sense. It should be. It's it's a legitimate line. Two touchdown favorite. Yeah, legitimate line. And so. uh, so, All right, so at 13 and a half, you taking Georgia, you taking TCU plus the points? I'd probably take Georgia. Even with 13 and a half? Yeah, probably. It's a big number. It's a big number. Um, disrespecting the Big 12 no, again? No, no, I'm not disrespecting the Big 12. Who what, won one bowl game? you disrespecting <laughs> which one? The one TCU won? No, 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 Tex won. No, well, no. I, I consider the playoff game oh, not a separate, bowl game. Separate, all right. Yeah, but I think that was the only actual bowl game that uh, – what, what, you mean Kansas? Did, no. You mean Oklahoma State? No. Oklahoma? No. Baylor? No. Texas? No. You two calling Kansas roll over? State? Kansas State get one? No. No. Are you two calling roll over there? Yeah, I'll call the whole conference practically. I'm just saying. Tech. How about Tech? Tech. <laughs> one. And then. TCU. TCU won the semifinal game. So, All which right, I so. guess was technically the old Fiesta Bowl. And, and how did the uh, the SEC do? I don't remember. I yeah. They're about 500, weren't they? I think so. Yeah, I don't think they're anything special. Bama won, Tennessee won, yeah. LSU won. That's the top of the conference. But uh, either way, Arkansas won. I wouldn't get too excited about, you know, the Big 12 
been a part of this. It's TCU, basically. This is a big deal. I mean, when's the last time a non – did Oklahoma make a championship in the playoff? Uh, no, I think they usually spit the bit in the semis, semis for yeah. years. Some SEC since they went to the four team. Yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah. It is. It's the first time the Big 12's made it to the natty uh, since uh, – I'm trying to think. Did OU spit the bit in one after Texas? I don't know. One theirs. It feels like this is not the national championship. I'm trying to think. Maybe OU lost him one after. What do you mean? It feels like it's it not. Because it feels the, like it's the disrespect to TCU. It feels like well, it's not is, a national championship This match. is a true Cinderella. Yeah. And that's true, why it feels like it's not yeah. a true national. This thing could go 42 to 10 if it goes bad. Yeah, could. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants Notre that. Dame. You don't want Cinderella to get... No, Slice I, around. unless you're Notre Dame. You, is, that's what happens. I didn't mean to use that terminology. No, that's but, a bad. That's yeah, a bad way to put that. Yeah, but uh, I don't think I'd take. I don't think I would take TCU with two touchdowns either. Thirteen and a half. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a it's, long shot. You know, I, I watched a little of the fourth quarter today. I, I didn't watch Georgia and Ohio State live. Okay, and I'm still confused by. I, I just can't believe that. But I, I, what I saw in the fourth quarter, Stroud could take off and make plays and make things happen, and uh, and Georgia struggled with that. Yeah, I, I'm still confused, which bodes well for Max Duggan. Uh, I'm still confused that they struggled to handle the receivers as much as they did. And uh, Ohio State's got top-notch receivers. But their best one wasn't playing. Well, and And, their second-best one got hurt. Yeah, and so I'm still confused by that, that they had such a tough time. I know Georgia's built still to play SEC football, which means stop the run first and front seven so important to them and all that. But uh, that, that still confuses me that they struggled as much as they did with Ohio State, who just did not look good against Michigan. No, they looked terrible. They had yeah. their bad game against yeah. Michigan. Uh, and I don't know that Georgia didn't have its bad game against Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, it's been a month off. You know, for a lot of, for almost every one of these schools we're talking about, it's been a month uh, off. I get it. And and did Michigan look all that against no, TCU? But, as I told you before that game, I had seen Michigan play Illinois and thought to myself, TCU can play with them. Right. Can play with Michigan. I get that. And, and um, But then I saw them play Ohio State, and Ohio State was – not very yeah they're bad game i didn't think they were very good and i was like i was confused maybe michigan's better than i gave them credit for so it's been confusing but i'm not that confused tonight i'm rooting for tcu i hope tcu wins but i'm expecting georgia to cover with relative ease is anybody outside the state of georgia picking or, or rooting for Georgia. Well, I'm sure the SEC people are. See, I don't know if, how many of them are. Oh, I, I think everybody. That's Really? SEC's that's, rooting I, for Georgia. I would, I would guess tonight, other than Razorback Billy, who's got family at TCU, uh, I think most SEC fans tonight will be rooting for Georgia. It, it means a lot. If you're not Alabama or Georgia, you're pretty much your self-esteem is attached to how those two schools perform. Florida back in the day wasn't. LSU obviously isn't that far removed from a natty, but 
they're all pretty much connected to how well Georgia and Alabama have done the last 10 years. It just feels very Cinderella-ish. And there's not too many people that usually root against Cinderella. And and Georgia's kind of bullied around I, a lot of this conference. I get all that, but the SEC people's self-esteem is attached to the conference. Well, we'll see how many SEC chants we hear. I bet you'll hear a bunch. You think I so? Bet, how about yeah, Big the, 12? Big get some of that? No, you're not no. going <laughs> to get that. None I, of that. I, well, I say that. I don't anticipate that. So as the little guy in your conference is representing the Big 12, are the Big 12 schools as on board as you're telling me the SEC schools are? So our folks in Oklahoma, UT and Baylor at, at TC uh, Tech, rather, are, are they rooting for the Frogs? It's funny. Uh, Kevin and I talked about that this morning. Uh, Kevin and I basically think people are going to be – well, Kevin a little bit thought that it was going to be hard for UT fans. You know, somebody went on the ticket today, uh, Dunham and Miller this morning, and said uh, – I think it was Craig Miller – said nobody will be – if you're a UT or A&M fan, you won't be rooting for the Horn Frogs in that. I disagree. I, I think See. it's a Cinderella story. It's a Texas story. It's your conference. Well, not for A&M, but I just think. Well, not for A&M, and I know Texas is leaving, but yeah. you kind of feel like. I, I just think the Texans will root. They're, this is such a Texas team. Yes. If you look at this roster, yes. particularly East Texas, there's kids from Longview, Lufkin, Lindale, Mount Enterprise, the running backs from Mount Enterprise, uh, the Miller kid that's kind of banged up. But uh, I mean, this is Marshall's got a kid on the team. There's this is a very East Texas flavored roster. It's a very Texas flavored roster, and so. Uh, who roots for Georgia? I'm not rooting for Georgia, I, and, is, I, and I, I typically like Georgia. I'm not rooting for Georgia. The SEC will root for Georgia in that. Well, now you're telling me you think that Texas schools will. No, 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 no. And UT will root no, for I Georgia. Said Craig Miller said that. Oh. I think, I think, think he's wrong. I think he's wrong about that. I think Texas fans will root. Um, Although I don't, you know, I'm, now I'm, I'm going to rethink that for a second. Because if you're UT or if you're OU, is it more egg on your face that these guys got through the think, conference and into it? You I don't think that all that matters. I, I think you look beyond that. Really? Yeah, I think you look beyond that here. I can see that's a very short term, but no, I think, I think Conference. most people the Cinderella factor is such, and there's a lot of anti-SEC, and I know UT and OU are headed that direction, but I just don't think it's, I don't think those two schools see themselves attaching their self-esteem to the conference. So, so can you lose if you're UT? I mean, TCU wins, you're like, hey, Big 12. And if Georgia wins, you're like, hey, SEC. Well, you lose because either way. we won either you way. You had a chance to beat this team and oh, keep I, them out, and you didn't. Uh, you, you can chant either one, and This though. team is probably the number one reason you're going to the SEC. TCU is? Yeah. Why? They have struggled with TCU. Oh, brother. And you're not going to no. go struggle with LSU or I, Alabama? I, I, or I'm not saying they're not Arkansas going to. Or, I'm just saying, had Texas been dominating the Big 12 and been getting into these college football playoffs, I don't think they would be leaving. Hmm. That and draft day is what has made Texas well, think they're ready to go. Draft day is a whole different yeah. animal. But those two reasons, had Texas been dominating the Big 12 just to the point where OU was, I don't think they'd been willing to go. I'm rooting for the hog, Horn Frogs. I think most of us. Ryan today. Wall with a big statement on Saturday. 
purple suit. He whipped out a purple plum suit. It was purple. It wasn't plum. I don't know where you get plum. Purple. Rocked it. He rocked that thing. He was just, frog purple. He was just missing, like, frog skin mm. shoes or something. Can you even make those frog skin think, shoes? They probably do. You can probably skin a frog if you want to, but I don't think. take a lot of them to make a pair of yeah. shoes that Wall wears. Got those big feet. All right, we got to- <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, oh, we got big news we- for Yeah, we should have yeah, we should have led with that. Somehow we got in this national championship. Yeah, you got all talk. into the natty, and we missed the lead. We didn't miss. We didn't miss the lead. We're coming back to the lead. We're revisiting the lead. And no, the lead's not the Cowboys no. or the Packers. Thank no. God. We'll get around to those, but <laughs> we've got good news after the break of a local lad who's done so good. Speaking of a local lad who's done good, we got a mentor on tomorrow. Yes, that's a. Another deal we got to talk about. We definitely will talk about that as well as we're going to have a post national championship look back with Rick Minner, defensive coach over at the University of Michigan. He'll be on the show tomorrow in studio five o'clock. We'll take a break right now. I'm going to come back in just a minute. Give in the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan 1079. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Nickelodeon Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nickelodeon Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Day one. The hardest day. The day you hear. This is a type of blood cancer. But day one is just one day. At the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, we are here to help you move past day one. On day 45, I discovered an online community who shared great tips for in-treatment care. I missed a lot of school during treatment, and LLS helped me keep up. To learn more and get help on day two, day 28, or any day, please visit LLS.org or call 1-800-955-4572. Ladies. Let your hurt down. Yeah. Let your hurt down. He's about to get down. Yeah. Oh my, oh my, oh my God. This girl straight and this girl not. Tipsy off that piece to rot like. La, la, la. lang lang ching lang lang All right, welcome back. 15 after 5, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan 1079. 903-735-9905 is our number. All right, so we passed over... Just because it's National Championship Day, really the biggest story in Texarkana today. Yes. Uh, and it wasn't that long ago, this young man uh, and his team was playing for a national championship. Uh, LaMichael James from L.A., uh, who made the uh, city proud. I was in an airport in Orlando. And I, I mentioned this the other day. I was in an Orlando airport two weeks ago, and I'm wearing uh, some Texarkana attire. And a guy from the state of Oregon comes up. We start talking. He was a basketball player. Played Division three basketball. I had a, a basketball thing on. What were you wearing? That's I had intriguing. A, I had a PG basketball. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. From boys' days playing for All PG. Right. But it said Texarkana on it. Well, it did. And so, uh, anyway, we're talking about Texarkana. And he goes, that's where we got LaMichael James from. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even though he didn't go to Oregon, he was from Oregon. 
he said— You're talking about the guy you're talking yeah, to. Yeah. He said, that's, he knew right away, that's where we got LaMichael James. Which is pretty and, incredible. And he goes, and I think we had the other guy, Trey Carson. I said, yep, both of them were there. That's pretty incredible. And so, yeah, it's—you uh, know, people forget at the time LaMichael was just one of the top two or three players in all of college football— Ryan Mallett was there. We, we were so fortunate that we were doing this uh-huh. show during that time that, you know, you had two of the top five players in the country uh, during a two- or three-year span. Uh, they were from Texarkana, and LaMichael was outstanding. And so when the news came down today that he is not a finalist but a new member of the uh, College Football Hall of Fame, no surprise. Not surprising. But pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking cool. So I'm going to have to ask, is, is that that's first one? I don't think we've ever had anybody else. I don't know. I don't know if we've got anybody else in the College Football Hall of Fame. We need our historians around, but none of them are uh, around anymore. Yeah, I, yeah, that would have been a Johnny question, a Louie question. Maybe maybe I'll text Louie. He might know. Louie would know. Yeah. Louis Leopard Louis is probably all over Leopard this. Leopard Louis is probably, all, probably over. all over this. He's probably talking to LaMichael right now. Probably. I reached out I to LaMichael before the show, but... He's probably uh, a little busy today. I figure he's in a celebratory mood today. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure half the country's reaching out to yeah. him. Yeah. I would imagine everybody I up imagine in Oregon. Down the and, pecking order. Yes. Way down. Or he's on with Bob. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which means we're really far down the pecking <laughs> it's order. It's time for us to move it's, on. That's if we're it. there. We're done. If that's where we're at. You know, uh, but Michael put up an amazing string. Uh, uh, a resume at Oregon. He was a phenomenal player. And, you know, I thought this weekend, Chuck, if LaMichael was coming out of college now, I think the league would have given him more of a chance. Um, well, I mean, he got a chance. But I don't think – I don't know if he got a chance at the right place. As recently as – has he been out 10 years? Gosh, has he? I don't I mean, know. That one must be. You must be. As huh? recently as 10 years ago, I don't think people viewed the two-back system the way they do today, and I don't think they viewed – you know, Kellen Moore's done a great job of using Tony Pollard this year. Yeah. He he, he lets uh, Zeke take the hits between the tackles. He gets Pollard in space. He gets Pollard uh, runs that don't demand him to be particularly physical with his running. Right. And I think LaMichael could have been that back. But 10 years ago, I don't think people were looking for that back. No, they were doing a single back run in the show. Yeah, single we're, back. We were at the beginning of Zeke's career, yes. not near the end of yeah. Zeke's career. No, well, I, Zeke wasn't even out yet. Well, I'm just saying that's the kind of Everybody wanted kind of guy. one back, right? and they didn't understand the importance of in space. You know, Chip Kelly, Cliff Kingsbury, who got fired today, they haven't changed the league completely. It's not a college offense completely league, but there's a lot of use of college-type plays today and getting people in space and getting people opportunities. And I just sense that if LaMichael was coming out now, there would be someone more willing to build a, a niche of their offense, a section of their offense around his abilities. I don't sense – I think people were looking for him back 10 years ago. Yeah. And so I just think he would have been viewed differently by the NFL. Well, and, and part of your thing here, and it's the weird dynamic of the Cowboys, and we've said this over and over again, Zeke's overpaid. 
Yes. We, we, you can't afford yes. to have two yeah, contracts. That's the dynamic that is changing where backs now basically are splitting the salary of right. a star player. That's right. And, you know, they're going to most likely lose Pollard this year unless they cut Zeke and take part of his money and overpaid Pollard, which I think would probably be a mistake. But they're probably going to lose Pollard this year. But I don't know who out there is going to give Pollard a bunch of money. They're probably going to give him more carries and burn him up in a couple of years. You know, I, I look at Jamal Williams in Detroit last yes. night, who came in with Aaron Jones. They both got drafted in the same class in Green Bay. And they came to that place with the salary, having to make a decision, which one of these two guys can we afford to keep? They both filled a role, kind of like Dylan does for Green Bay now, and decided we're going to put the money in Jones, and we're not going to put the money in Williams. We can find another bigger back which was A.J. Dillon, and we'll let him walk. And he, he yeah. Barry Sanders touchdown yeah. record so tied it last night. Whether he got a big contract, because he didn't get a big contract to go to Detroit, he will now. Yeah. He, he'll get one now. He's got some miles, yeah. but he's really popular, and he's productive, and he'll get a, he'll yeah. get a nice contract. Well, Pollard will, too. And, you know, it's funny because their O.C. is names popping up on some – Detroit's? No, I have no uh, doubt. Ben Johnson, is that the guy's I name? Guess, yeah. I think it's Ben Johnson, not the old sprinter. Uh, but it, his name is popping up because I think people like the fact that they see Jared Goff is not a prototypical NFL quarterback. It didn't work trying to make him a drop-back passer. You have to kind of run a you college – Offense, almost yeah. West Coast slash college offense. And he's been pretty effective now that Ben Johnson's figured that out. And the little back is the same way. But those are a lot of the college type things that people are not running just straight college offenses in the pros like Chip Kelly tried to do right. or to a certain extent Kingsbury tried to do because he had a quarterback for But just – little sprinkled in here and there like Kellen Moore's doing. And uh, I think it works. The uh, the class that LaMichael comes in with, this is pretty this is pretty big time class. Uh, let's start with uh, you get Reggie Bush in this class. Yeah. You get Tim Tebow in this class. You get Dwight Freeney who played in uh, Indianapolis, defensive end for a while from Syracuse in this class. Luke Keekley from Boston College who had a great career with Carolina oh, yeah. in the NFL. Uh, Michael Bishop who was at Kansas State. Yeah, the quarterback who... Didn't have a great NFL career. No, but... It was a great... This yeah. is college. And, and there's another guy, if he were coming along now, might get more of a look, because he was a big physical specimen and, and a great athlete. But at the time, nobody wanted Michael Bishop in the NFL. The uh, rest of this class has guys that are, um, you know... I mean, they're all right. Eric Berry. Robert Gallery was a big lineman at Iowa. Yeah, but a lot of the – remember, this is the College Football Hall of Fame. It's right. not guys that had big pro careers. No, that's right. Uh, Derek Johnson, linebacker yeah. at University of Texas, gets in. Bill Collar from Montana State. Derek Johnson had a big pro career. Yeah. Yes. Jeremy Macklin, who played receiver at uh, in Philadelphia, was a graduate of Missouri. Terrence Matthews, who played at Atlanta. Uh, Bryant McKinney. Uh, Corey Moore, I don't know. Michael Stonebreaker, linebacker at Notre Dame. Troy Vincent of Wisconsin, uh, defensive back. Brian Westbrook of Villanova, who had a nice NFL career with Philadelphia. D'Angelo Williams. And they got four coaches in. Uh, Monte Carter of Shepard. Roy Kramer, Central Michigan. 
Mark Richt from Georgia, and uh, Paul Johnson, who was at uh, Georgia Tech Navy, Georgia Southern. So it's a big class, a lot of guys, but there's about a half dozen or so that are headliners in the Michaels in that first paragraph of guys who made their way to the college first paragraph kind of guy. He had that kind of career. It's funny you brought Reggie Bush. He and LaMichael were very similar. Yes. A lot of similar. And Reggie Bush, the league didn't know what to do with him. No. I mean, he was a Heisman Trophy winner, and the NFL didn't know what to do with Reggie Bush. And I think Reggie Bush, LaMichael James, either one, are as good, if not better, than Tony Pollard. Yes. I would make that argument easily. Yes. Yes. And the league now has figured out what to do with those Well, the Cowboys have. Has anybody else? Well, I think a handful of teams have. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey may be a good example of that. McCaffrey was an undersized guy who was very productive in college, who you worried could he take NFL hits. And the the reality is you figure out how to move him around. You get the ball in space. You're not going to run necessarily. And he's a good guy between tackles, yes. but right. he's not going to be – he's not making his career running between tackles. Yeah. You get him out in space. You get him the ball short, and you let him make stuff happen with that talent that he's got. I, I think you're right. The league – I don't think LaMichael kind of ended up in a tweener era. You know, I saw somebody posting something the other day, a guy like Eric Metcalf, who was yes. that kind of player. Yes. And who twenty five or thirty five years ago was utilized in the yes, NFL, but only because he happened to be on a team that knew how to use. That's him. it. Yeah, yeah. And San Francisco really struggled trying to yeah. figure out how to use Little Michael. Eric Metcalf followed Johnny Rowland onto the Cardinals, and they knew they'd seen Johnny Rowland, who was a similar type player, have a very uh, productive career, and right. they figured out how to do that with Eric Metcalf. Yep. Anyway. That's what we got. All right, it's 25 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're going to take a timeout. We'll come right back. By the way, LaMichael says his phone's going dead. Ah! Oh. <laughs> you think his phone's been busy this afternoon? I think he's probably buzzed it a few times. Yeah, yeah. so I you're working we, on him. I told him we'd catch him another day. But he right. said, sorry, just saw it. My phone's about to go dead. So, yeah, I'm sure he's out and about. Well, there's that anyway. I would be celebrating somewhere. I think he's dealing with this. I think he's dealing with media yeah, folks sure today. Uh, all over the country, I'm sure. That's a small list of people yes. who are going to be very highly sought after for you don't the next think the week. folks in Oregon have been reaching out to him, do you? I told you. I, <laughs> well, any any of the schools that are that are Pac-12 schools, yeah. you get Reggie Bush and you get LaMichael James. Yeah. If you can't get Reggie, yeah. you're trying to get LaMichael today. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Congratulations, LaMichael. We'll take a uh, timeout, 27 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. Are you looking for something more in your spiritual life? I'm Pastor John Miller from Church on the Rock, and I want to invite you to our Saturday night church service. In addition to two Sunday morning services, we have a life-giving service Saturday night at 6. You'll enjoy the contemporary sound of worship and hear a relevant message from the Bible. Your children will love Kid Zone, and your teenager will connect at Powerhouse with other kids. Learn more at churchontherock.org. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. 
I see you're cleaning your rifle. Yeah, getting ready for deer season. Well, go to Miller Bowie Supply. They're the hunter's headquarters. Draw in the deer this season with Rack Attract. The roasted soybean and corn mix offers 16% protein and it's just $14.75 at Miller Bowie Supply. Also, pick up Purina Antler Max deer pellets. With 20% protein, Purina Antler Max promotes great antler growth. You don't have to hunt for your hunting supplies. Visit Miller Bowie Supply, 1007 West 3rd in Texarkana. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Kelly Clarkson, and as the daughter of a school teacher, I know just how important education is. No matter how old you are or your situation, continuing to learn will enrich your life and help remove barriers you didn't even know were there. So much opportunity, y'all. Whether it's a foreign language, history, or a different way to look at things, take some time each day to learn something new. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Back 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan, 1079. All right. You ready to do uh, uh, autopsy? Autopsy. We, uh, we've got one group that's dead, the, your team. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I just spilled a whole glass of water on the computer. You that's grab- probably bad. Uh, it's all right. I'll just uh, I'll switch this over. I don't know what you do. You throw a bra at me? What is this? That's not a bra. That's a mask. If that's a bra, the individual has one boob. That happens. That's a just use the mask. Well, it's I, a cloth mask. I know, but I got to get the the bulk of the uh, moisture off of the uh, computer. All right. All right, I think we've got that. You got so excited about the opportunity to talk yeah. about the Packers and the Cowboys. Well, I shouldn't drink when we talk about the Packers. You See what happens. Drink, but uh, either way. Uh, you got one team dead and one that needs to be put down. Jesus. No. So, uh, Which one do you even start? I don't even know. I mean, you're Cowboy fans here, so it's you start with the Cowboys. Terrible performance do you, do last you think, night. Do you think Tom's just going to put them down this week and it'll be the end of McCarthy? I think if they lose, it'll be the end of McCarthy, yes. I, I think uh, Sean has not yet made a decision. Yeah, Sean, well, he technically can't for another week, can right. he? He's got one more week. Right. Uh, you know, when I read between the lines, when Denver said we're going to be aggressive early on Sean Payton, I took that as we're going to try to get him locked up just in case the cow becomes open. Well, and who asked to talk to Dan Quinn today? Uh, who was it? Somebody's asking yeah, to talk to Quinn. Yeah, somebody's asking to Quinn. So if the Cowboys spit the bit against Tampa, my gut tells me Mike McCarthy's gone. Sean Payton will be quickly moved in. Dan Quinn's going to go on his way and figure out where he wants to go, and Sean Payton's going to build his own yeah. staff. Uh, the interesting thing is, you know, Jerry forced Kellen Moore upon um, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. He had no choice in it. McCarthy was desperate. Sean Payton is not desperate. He's got multiple suitors. Yeah. He's won a Super Bowl. And he's not going to do it with Jerry's guys. Yeah. He's already pretty much put his own staff together, yeah. he's been saying. And so uh, – one would assume he's not going to agree to Kellen Moore. No, Kellen Moore has had a fabulous year, and I think it's going to be fine. I don't. I think he'll land on his feet because he's he's done some things. Now I know Dak's regression has hurts him as an OC, but at the same time, the pure numbers and prior to yesterday, the point totals 
were pretty impressive. Well, and you mentioned, and you've mentioned for, for weeks, you thought the MVP of this team was Kellen Moore. Yes, I, I you thought have. the way to utilize these two running backs showed the maturation well, of Kellen Moore that we had. The two seen running before. backs, the working around the lack of a, a number one receiver. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I didn't have full view of this the game yesterday because Be I'm glad. I, I Be am. Glad. I am. I, I watched that whole I told man this morning, uh, Billy, I said, uh, I should probably send a thank you card yeah. to Channel 33 yes. in Shreveport for denying me once again viewership of the Cowboys yes. this weekend. Uh, but at the same time, I would have liked to have seen it just to see was the offensive line becoming so depleted that Dak didn't have time? No, the offensive line was – I mean, everybody's there. Did, did Pollard end up playing? Yeah. I, uh, Everybody I, played. That was, you know, the 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 way this thing was supposedly playing itself out was going to be, the Cowboys had such a bad performance. What the last time out? Whenever it was, a couple weeks. Well, ago. they struggled against they struggled. Houston. They struggled against Houston down the stretch. They lost to Jacksonville. They lost to Jacksonville. They've had some bad performances. You get about it's like a last preseason game. Yeah. You get a you get about a half in. You let them knock off some rust. Feel good about themselves. Go into this week, getting ready for the Buccaneers. Everybody's good. And if you get lucky and the Giants happen to beat Philadelphia, well, then you got, you're got you playing for everything. Yeah. You're, you're, you yeah. literally are playing for everything. But this was a third-string quarterback who didn't just light him up. I get that. but No, he did not light him but, up, but he didn't make mistakes yeah. that cost him, but unlike Dak. Dak has – you know, when you look at 15 interceptions in 12 games, and I'm a Dak guy, I, but he hadn't been right since the thumb injury. I was worried last year when they gave him the extension with the bad ankle. He is not the quarterback he was, but yet they were still able to put up a bunch of points this year. Yes, they were. They've, I don't know how they finished up, but at one point they were leading the league in points. They were second going into yesterday. Okay. So they got six yesterday. Yeah. So that, I'm sure, dropped him down. He may have dropped him a spot yeah. or two. But I, I don't know what to think, but I'm I'm fully ready to move on with Sean Payton. Really? See, why not? Oh, I'm not I'm not, not either. I'm just saying. They haven't even played the playoff game. This may be a run that's about to start. Well, they're 1-4 on grass this year. They're going – and I know it's hard to beat a team three times in two years. Yeah, it is. You know, we saw it when uh, – when Tom was playing Peyton, about every third time Peyton would get him. Well, sure. Yeah. And they were seeing each other every year, sometimes twice, twice a year. Twice a year, every year. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, it's just hard to beat somebody three times. But uh, I, I just – I don't – the defense is kind of beat up. Their, their secondary is not very good right now. They're, they're hiring people off the street in week 17 looking for a DB. I, I tell you, what, watching yesterday's game – to, to me, there's a handful of concern areas. They weren't getting to the quarterback. No. Rushing straight. They're having to use extra guys to try to get to the quarterback against Washington. Which in the first two months of the season, that was that were, team straight. Now, they played some lines early on that weren't very good. Right. But you didn't have to bring extra people. Yeah. Extra, if you're winning up front and you're four beating their five and you're keeping another guy back, you've got a huge advantage. Yes. When you're not and you're having to start bringing extra guys, well, now this table turns. And you want to play that game with Tom Brady next week, you're going to be in all kinds of trouble. Number one. Number two, 
I'm worried about Curse being banged up over and over yes. again. Yes. Uh, at some point in time, the season needs to come to an end just so Javon Curse can get himself yeah. healthy again because he just doesn't look right. Yeah, and he's one of the better defenders, to be perfectly honest. And so those that, that part of the, the Cowboys is concerning. They had a bad special teams game yesterday. Yes. That happens. A punter's not going to drop a punt hardly ever. You're not going to muff a punt. Hardly ever. So all of that came into play at the same time. That that I get. What what bounces off the page at me was how that offense has ten three and outs yeah. in a game. I don't care if you're playing the eighty five Bears. You have ten three and outs in and, one football game. And we all know Washington has a decent front. Well, oh, they seven. do have a good. They're, sure, they do. Yeah, but they're. We got a couple of Hall of Famers, maybe yeah. three of them on that line yeah. that were playing for the Cowboys yesterday. There are three Hall of Fame offensive linemen oh. on that line. They couldn't move. We got the... ten three and outs. That's insane. That that is I, the defense is one thing, and you can say, "Well, we're banged up." So but did you... they just not look inspired? I didn't think they looked ready. I, I you know, it... and how does that happen? And, and I don't know. How that know after I've sang the praises of Kellen Moore for all this stuff. I don't know how that. Happens. I mean, Washington. I think got a little embarrassed last week. They they didn't play well against Cleveland. Their coach didn't seem to know they were eliminated until he was told yeah. after the game. I think there was a little embarrassment in the in the Reds not Redskins the, the Commanders locker room. Um, but it also felt like Dallas had come to the conclusion of well the Giants aren't going to beat Philly. They're not starting all their guys anyway. Hertz is back. Philly's going to win. We'll just settle in and take the five, and hopefully nobody gets hurt, and we'll move on to the playoffs from here. That's what it looked like. And I would have bought into that was the mentality in the coaches, you know, in the locker room. I didn't want the the second half at all. Well, so I was reading online that they had pulled some starters. Not till late in the fourth quarter. Jeez. I mean, that, that would have been the thing. If you say that's yeah. – look, we're, we're resigned to the fact we're going to be the five. We're going to play a half like you would a preseason. The second half, we're bringing Cooper Rush out. We're bringing out the guys who are going to be starters and let these backups get the last half of the season, and we'll have moved – but they played them deep. And, of course, the, the Eagles didn't help the Cowboys a whole lot by not blowing yeah. out the Giants and putting that game away. So you kind of were looking at still, well, there's Did a chance. anybody in this league blow anybody out? I, I watched Saturday the Jacksonville game yeah. and regretted it. <laughs> I wanted my three hours back. Yeah, no, I know. I get it. It was horrible football. Yes. Most of this league is horrible football. Oh, my gosh. Look at A, a year ago – a year ago, I was tuning in watching Kyler Murray, and I'm yeah. thinking, this is a fun league. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yes. Yes. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, is it injuries? Is it because they have such a small roster and they've gone an extra game? Oh, and know. Yeah, you got the Rams and Seahawks. That was a dog. Oh. It was It was entertaining because there was something on the line. Obviously, yeah. Seattle. You look at the Packers' lines, and we'll get back to that in the last segment. It was a dog. That's nine six ball game. I feel like we're nineteen sixty two. It was. It was bad. It was a bad ball game. There were bad ball games all over the league yeah. yesterday. And in some in some places, you get it because team seasons were over. Yeah, they're pulling their starters or yeah, playing a mixed match. Either playoff teams are already locked in. 
Not the or, Texans. They, they or, <laughs> or teams that were done are done, and that what do they have to play for other than get out there for 60 more minutes and not get hurt and finish your season and move on. So I get Week 18's got, got those sometimes, but boy, we had three or four games where there was a lot riding, and the teams that had the stuff riding didn't really play well. Packers didn't play well. Seahawks didn't play well. Cowboys didn't play well. Eagles didn't particularly play well. And then it was a little disappointing. The Buccaneers, of course, were done already. They locked in the five. They didn't play well. This was a weird week 18. You've said before the NFC really is there for the taking. Oh, yeah. It showed it again yesterday. Yeah. There's no – San Francisco keeps showing up, yeah. and it may just because Arizona's so beaten down. Well, Arizona's depleted. They, they... I, I know. But San Francisco, to me, is the one team that week after week after week – Seems to be yeah, the one. Well, they've that's got a better. solid defense, and they can run the football. They can run the football, and I tell you what, uh, you've liked Kittles for a long time, yeah. and you've argued he's yes. great. He and Jason, he and Kelsey are, the, I yeah. think, the best. I, I still like Kelsey a little better, but Kittles has become for that rookie his security blanket. You're not and kidding. If you don't have that tied in, and, and people will look back when. Uh, uh, Chiefs guys, um, Mahomes is done, and go. He always had that security blanket, you know. Yeah, that Hall of Fame tight end. You know, Tom got better when he got Gronk. Yes, that and, Hall of Fame tight yeah, end. Yeah, that you know Tony Romo always had Witten. Dak had Witten that first year. Yeah. There's if you have that security blanket that can get you easy throws in the middle. It hurts. It's a different one. Yeah, you, you you mentioned the middle again. I'm, I'm just keep going back to things, but watching this end of this Packers game last night and asking myself, why do they not ever throw to the middle of the field? They just don't have that guy at yeah. tight end. They got a serviceable guy. Tanya made a Pro Bowl a couple of years ago with a dozen touchdowns or whatever he had. They just don't have a guy in the yeah. middle that can you know rip open the middle of the field and make safeties not be able to commit to the the numbers yeah. like Detroit's guy did last night he had three basic interceptions last night dropped one had one called back and finally got one because he could just sit back in center field and wait for passes because mm-hmm. there's nobody challenging the middle uh, it's I, I think it's an undervalued position that when you got the guy you're like oh man that's what good, I think good luck dealing with this I think that's going to be TCU struggle tonight dealing with with uh, what's two big tight ends yeah. oh yeah yeah well and when and, and yeah i always wondered why philadelphia weren't a little bit better when they had Ertz and they had goddard yeah. together you had two stud tight ends like it doesn't really matter what you got on the outside if you got those guys in the middle you should be able to just yeah. destroy people they didn't all right we gotta take a break we'll come back and <clears throat> then we'll do the for real post-mortem that was just the practice one the for real one comes next. 17 till 6, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. Success can be pretty enjoyable. Ultra, perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly and have 
It's football season, and that means getting together to catch the game. But you know, when the game gets going, the drinks start flowing. And that's okay, because I always make a plan to get home safe before the action and the drinking begin. Don't wait until the game is over. Plan a sober ride before you drink, because a DWI could cost you thousands of dollars in fines and fees, jail time, and you can lose your license. Make your game plan so you don't drink, drive, go to jail. Sponsored by the Arkansas Highway Safety Office, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and this station. Look local first, and you are helping our community. Small business rely on us to look local first, and your support is truly appreciated. Stop walking on worn-out floors. Treat your feet to new carpet, tile, or laminate. For the best selection and the best price, go to DNS Carpets, Ashdown, and Nashville. Find them on Facebook. UAPI, 888-854-8274. Remember that name and number to get the most money for your vehicle, running or not. No hassle. That's UAPI, 888-854-UAPI, online, uapi.biz. When it comes to insurance, don't settle for less than the best. I'm State Farm Agent Kelly Ashbrook, and you can get great rates and personal service from local people. Call me at 903-223-8100. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Help business by looking local first. Every time you make a purchase from a local business, you are helping the entire community. Look local first. Oh, yeah. All righty, welcome back. Big day today. Got national championship game tonight. Got LaMichael James in the College Football Hall of Fame. The uh, NFL has uh, released not the schedule, but the opponents for next year. So if you're a Cowboy fan, who do we have? Well, you got the usual suspects, obviously, home and away. Giants, Eagles, and, and Commanders. Cowboys at home will have Detroit, the Rams, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Seahawks. And on the road, they will go to Arizona, Buffalo, Carolina, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the 49ers. Which doesn't sound that scary right off the top of the head. No. That's at, uh, being the number two. Yeah. Gets you to avoid some of the, you know, like you're not having to worry about playing Kansas City. You're not having to worry about, you still got Buffalo. Yeah. You don't have the Vikings. You got the Lions instead, which I don't know that next yeah, year. I think I'm not more, have the yeah, worried about the Lions than I am the Vikings. But uh, you got to go to 49er land, which may be a preview of yeah. potentially a deep in the playoff run again next year. Well, like I say, I'm anticipating that to be Sean Payton's problem, not mine. <laughs> no uh, no Tom Brady next year. Of course, yeah. unless he goes to uh, someplace else. Yeah, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Or Denver, which yeah. is where he may end up being. Anyway. I think, I think he'll go to San Francisco. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or Vegas. Maybe Vegas. It's kind of go. been the talk is Vegas. The NFL likes Tom in Vegas. I think San Francisco. Well, if you want to win a championship, I'm going to San Francisco. Yeah. If I want to throw to somebody, I'm throwing to Devontae in Las Vegas. Yeah. Anyway, Packers yesterday, speaking of Devontae, yeah, I had a bad feeling for a couple of days. Just you won four in a row. I just felt like you're you're getting the division rival. The Lions are trending up. I think a lot of that used to have to do with the Lions. Dan oh, Campbell's done a good job. No question. If you watched Hard Knocks back in August, you shouldn't be too surprised that even though they got so far down in the beginning of the year, yeah, one in six, that they resurrected themselves because he really seemed 
to be that guy with that team, and he seemed to be a connection. They just had some hard luck early, yep. But they didn't give it up, nope. and, and they dug out of it. And so, uh, I'm impressed with what he's done up there. You know, they've got a really nice defensive line. Picking up Aiden Hutchison was a big deal. Yes. Uh, they picked up that kid Bugs from uh, Alabama. They've got some good linebacker parts. They've yeah, got they've some got good, good spirit. Yeah, they they don't have a one that jumps off the yeah. page at wide receiver. Which is for all the years they had such great receivers. But they have the Alabama kid, Williams, yeah. who's going to be that guy, I think. He's just not there yet. They they traded away Hawkinson, which was kind of strange. You could trade away a good tight end like we talked about. But, they but he wasn't the, the star quality. No, nah, he was a second tier. Yeah. He was a second tier tight end. But uh, they, they're very, uh, very well put together for the future. Won mm-hmm. eight out of their last ten. And they just smacked around the Packers, who again – Disappoint in the red zone. You got a Hall of Fame back in year settling for field goals. And this was my daughter and I are texting last night as we kick one and kick a second and kick a third field goal. And I'm saying this is 2016 Seattle all over again. <laughs> you got chances to get touchdowns and you're getting three and you're not going to win this game kicking field goals. And sure enough, three field goals and one touchdown and they lose to Detroit. I was more disappointed in just what a bunch of knuckleheads they were. I really, of, of all the things, of all the things, I mean, in the first half, I'm texting with a group of guys that I text with, and I'm like, this is the stupidest team in the NFL. <laughs> this is far and away the stupidest football IQ team in the NFL. Even with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, who's got a high football IQ, genius level, the rest of this team are full of idiots. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys responded by sending me a picture of the Cowboys. And I went, all right, well, maybe second yeah, stupidest. Yeah. And that was, of course, until Quay Walker got kicked out because he did the stupidest thing you can do. And he didn't do it once. He did it for a second time this year. <laughs> Which you, you're pushing. And, and here we go. This is the conversation. Trainer comes out to deal with DeAndre Swift, who's down on the ground. Now, I get Quay Walker went to college with DeAndre Swift. They went to Georgia together. And so he's kind of standing over there, not taunting him, certainly, but checking on him. Well, the trainer needs to get in there. So he put his hand on two court. trainers already there. And this, this was the third, third guy, guy arriving. So whatever, Walker, I mean, uh, the trainer puts his hand on, on Walker. On aggressive way out. No, huh? no, he's, he's trying to get into there, only to have, you know, your first-round draft choice knucklehead rookie with a two-handed shove – on the trainer. You know, it's funny. I think that skates if it isn't for television. I think It they, shouldn't skate. I, I'm not saying it should. I'm just saying if TV hadn't picked up on it, they were going to the line about to play football when somebody in, oh. in New York goes, we can't let that slide. No, you can't let that slide. Yeah. That, that's, they blew the whistle. And they did the right thing, and yeah. they threw him out. No, I, I and agree. then when I watched him in the tunnel, I'm like, are you kidding me? He's crying. We we teach, we teach high school kids, and I would expect that behavior from a 16-year-old who got thrown out of a game for whatever reason, not from a – whatever, he's 21, whatever he is, who's been in national championship games, yeah, who's been saying, in the big stage. He played at, he should have grown up a little more. Who's played in the NFL for this season, who had been tossed once already for something just like this, 
and he's having a tantrum in the tunnel walking out. I, you know, he was crying, Chuck. He wasn't having a tantrum. It was a tantrum. He was sad. He was, and I texted my daughter at that point in time. We don't deserve to win this game. I hope I hope they win. I'd be great. We don't deserve to win. You can't win if you're that stupid. We're that stupid. And I and I get, um, I I get the Packer coaching staff trying to walk this nice, but Lafleur was pretty adamant after the game of we. Yeah, it's not well, acceptable. No, 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 don't be so dumb. Use your head out there. That's not. I mean, and and you know we'll get Rick Minder in here tomorrow. And you've always held the opinion of defensive guys on that side of the ball need to be a little crazy, a little over aggressive, a little. I don't, I don't think Rick's a good person to talk to about this. Well, yeah, I think he's a perfect person. Yeah, to you talk remember to. the story told us about him and Phil Bennett? Oh, I mean, they got kicked out on the kickoff. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But I mean, gosh, in some of these moments, they were in high school. They were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and I get these guys skate the line of violence. This is a violent game. But after what we've seen in the last week and and just how serious the league takes everything at the moment. And and, and we'll do this. I'll 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 piggyback this on top of it. And and, and uh, Doug Olette and I went back and forth a little last night on this. And then you got the Steelers who get a sack, and what do their guys do in celebration? We're mock cpr on the field. It's it's a league where you, it's all about TikToks, my friend. It's a TikTok league. And I get some some teams have done that as a celebration. Like, it's a thing, like, oh, look at this great move. I'm, I, but read the room. The entire country is the room right now. There's a guy laying in a hospital bed, and you're going to do mock CPR after a sack? Yeah. Nobody's standing there going, yeah, that's a bad idea, man. Don't do that. It's not funny. It may have been funny a week and a half ago. It wasn't funny after what? after what happened a week Why ago. Why can't we all just dance like Elmo Wright? Uh, exactly. I just I I was so put out and disgusted by last night. The kids are giving me crap today. I'm like, they didn't deserve to go. You're not hurting my feelings by saying oh, Packers suck. They did suck. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They were. I'm thankful for this. Here's my thankful part of this. I don't have to watch them get dog stomped next week in San Francisco because that what was about to happen. Will you enjoy watching the Cowboys get put out of their misery? I won't enjoy it. This no, I won't enjoy it. But I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I won't enjoy it. You won't I, enjoy it a little bit. No, I won't enjoy it. I, I'm not as big a fan of Dak as a lot of people are. I think he's overrated. Most people hate Dak. I, I don't hate him. I think he's overrated. The Cowboy fan doesn't like Dak at all. I, I think he's overrated. I think he he was leading the number one offense for a while, and I get that. It feels like, and I know. If you're an Aaron Rodgers hater, you're watching going, his act is old. I don't care about that crap anymore. Blah, blah. Dak's act, to me, has worn See, thin. To me, before the ankle injury, Dak was playing at a very high level. Sure I don't was. think he's ever played at that level since then. After this thumb injury and, and the way he's responded from it, I don't know if he'll ever play at that level again. That was my concern about putting long-term money in. He's got a damaged ankle, surgically repaired ankle. Now he's got a surgically repaired thumb on his throwing hand. 
if you think those things don't matter, well, they do matter. You don't understand. No, you're the an nature. NFL quarterback. I get it. Yeah. You're going to be banged up. You're yeah. going to have to figure out a way to deal so, with things that don't I work. Get that they used to work. Play, yeah, and he was playing at a very high level before that ankle injury. And, and, and I'm not discounting that. And I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, he has pieces around him. Yes, he still. He still has nice pieces When he came around. to that league, he had Jason Witten. He had a young Ezekiel Elliott who was a dynamic player. Yes. For a while, he had an excellent Amari Cooper and all. He had some really good parts around. He had a, an offensive line when he came into the league that was one of the premier offensive lines. No question. But now he is not the player he was, and I don't think that's going to change overnight. I agree. And I, he still got but he, I don't, he still got heart. He's still got yeah, he's, guts. Yeah. He's putting everything he can out there. I'm not dis- I'm not saying he's dogging it because that's not what I feel at all. But I just don't think that sometimes you got a guy that you know this is a guy that can take us to the next level of stuff. That when when things start to go south, this guy is our guy who can take us to the next. I think Dak would lay his life out yes. there to make a first yeah. down. But I but don't he's know. Not these, a very good runner. But he's I don't know. Go get you first. Talented enough to yeah. take them at this point where you got to go. Not be anymore. And you people who think Cooper Rush is the answer are just clueless. I don't get that at all. Tomorrow, Rick Minner. You're not here tomorrow morning. No, the uh, Power Hour should be in here in the morning. Sweet. We're back tomorrow, five o'clock. Rick Minner is going to join us tomorrow. He's in studio. It's Masters Class Day. Yeah, I 10 days ago was getting ready for the TCU offense. Yeah. I think he'll watch the national championship yeah. tonight. Probably, probably break that down. Yeah. You guys watch it tonight, too. We'll be back tomorrow. In this up-and-down economy, with a sense of protecting every penny you worked so hard for to achieve the all-American dream, let Stuart